0: The Sports Gambling Podcast is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. So enter SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by PlayBolto. The Sports Gambling Podcast has partnered up with PlayBolto.com for a March Madness Bracket Challenge. If you have the best bracket on Balto, you win $1,000. If you refer to a person who has the best bracket, you win $5,000. If you have a perfect bracket, you win $100,000. So head to PlayBolto.com. That's www.play D-A-L-T-O dot com. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast is also sponsored by Fanvest. Fanvest Vagering Exchange will be the stock market for sports. Fanvest is a digital exchange that lets you invest in and trade sports teams like stocks to monetize your sports knowledge without losing your wallet. On Sunday, March the 17th, FanVest are launching a free-to-play March Madness Portfolio Challenge where you can win a $5,000 cash prize for the winning portfolio. Beyond simply picking a bracket which locks you in for the entire tournament, FanVest lets you play throughout the final round. On Selection Sunday, sign up for free on fanvestwageringexchange.com to instantly receive 1,000 fan bucks to build a portfolio of your team's that you think will advance. That name again, (laughs) fanvestwageringexchange.com. are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. We're coming off the back of landing two locks last week, one here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and one on the show that we plugged that was exclusive for lockbetting.com customers, which was covering the second half of International Week. We have now moved up to 36 and eight on the locks for the season. So we will certainly be aiming to go past the 40 mark on the locks, possibly even 45, depending if we do any more double locks for the season. And uh, that is an awesome return. I don't know what the lock outlay is going to be by the end of the season. We are now 30 games into the Premier League season so we should have 8 more locks so that will take the total which is currently at 44 to 52 overall if we stick to just doing one a week I think realistically I'll be aiming for 45 uh, sorry for 55 And if we can get a return of 45 and 10, obviously that will be the target and that will be absolutely phenomenal. Now, obviously, it's not going to be a massive letdown at this juncture if we don't end up at 45 and 10 after 55 locks, because this was only supposed to be a uh, 38-game season. But of course, we had the international fixtures and throughout we have given out various double locks. And of course, we had the FA Cup as well but we'll see what we can do for the remainder as I said we currently have done 44 locks so I'm projecting that we're going to do around about 11 more of which I'll be optimistically hoping to go nine and two with those so let's see if that transpires obviously things can go one way or the other very drastically nine and two would be an awesome return we could end up feeling bad that we go six and five i mean given how we've done so far six and five wouldn't be great but we'll see what happens at the moment we're in a very strong position sitting at 36 and eight over on the european show com, we are sitting at 23 and five that one only has one lock a week and that's guaranteed to be marked out of 38 And over there, I think realistically, we're going to be looking at a target of 30. So 30 and eight would be the aim. And of course, as I said, going into this season, uh, when I thought it was going to be a 38 lock season, 25 and 13 would have been what I would have taken. If next season you offer me 25 and 13 at the start of the season, I'll take it. That's a very, very good return for, for locks. In my opinion, um, you only have to look at how Ryan and Sean struggled on the NFL this season. And I know we're, uh, we're allowed to slightly manoeuvre on the prices here. We can take a minus 150 or even as low as a minus 200, which I've actually been accused of doing here by, by certain people uh, who say uh, this podcast has a good luck record because there's a lot of uh, minus 200 picks. That's definitely not the case. It certainly has not been the case, especially since the comments has been made. And we've been on a ridiculous lock run recently of 13 and 1. So the comment that we uh, we kind of keep it in a minus 200 region certainly has zero validity at this point. The irony, as I say that, is, is that the locks that I have picked out for this particular show are quite close to the minus 200 region, which is a rarity because I've been trying to avoid it. However, given the news that's come out this week, uh, in, in football, which we'll get to when we start the podcast. It was very hard for me to ignore uh, this particular situation as a lock. So let's begin the show and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. We'll start with Manchester City travelling to Fulham where Manchester City are unbettable here at 1-7, to 16-1 on Fulham and 7-1 to one on the draw. For me, obviously, Manchester City win this game. Uh, It's unfortunate that the handicap is narrowly outside what we're allowed to take. It's a four to nine. The handicap, it may feature later on in the parlay. Um, It left me looking elsewhere for a bet. So I've gone into the goal scorers market, uh, a score and win bet. And you can take either one of these. Uh, I like Sergio Aguero at four to six. And I like Raheem Sterling at even money. Raheem Sterling's coming off an international week where he was just unbelievable. He scored four goals in two games and was involved in a lot of the goals as well. England had a very good week in general, scoring 10 goals in two games with a plus nine goal difference, winning 5-0 and 5-1. One One of those games was a lock, England minus one against the Czech Republic. And for me... um, Sterling and Aguero have to be fantasy picks this week because of course they double up into a second midweek game Um, just while we're on the subject of that there will be a midweek EPL show covering those midweek games because there are a lot of them Um, normally if there's only going to be one or two games um, we wouldn't bother but it's half a fixture list so we are going to be covering it in the midweek. Up next you have Brighton versus Southampton where Brighton are the six to four favourites. It's two to one on Southampton and it's 21 to 10 to draw. Both of these teams are kind of still in the relegation mix. Brighton five points clear of Cardiff, Southampton only two points clear of Cardiff, but Cardiff don't look like a team to me that are going to put any kind of run together. Uh, I think that Burnley, Southampton and Brighton are all better teams and you can even put Crystal Palace into the conversation and I don't think that they're going to finish below Cardiff. I think at this point, even on 35 and 38 points, respectively, Bournemouth and Newcastle are relatively safe now from the drop. In this particular game, I lean towards Brighton here on the draw no bet. Uh they're generally a good home team. They have been since they come up. The draw no bet is available at eight to eleven. And uh I would expect Brighton to narrowly win this game, and if they don't, I would expect at least a draw. I definitely don't expect you to lose your money here on the, the draw no bet. I don't think Southampton will win this game. Up next you've Burnley versus Wolves, where Burnley are two to one favourites. It's eleven to five the draw and it's seven to five on Wolves. I'm not sure how much Wolves are gonna be bothered at this juncture about going to to Burnley. Uh, They look like they're quite firmly set in seventh place. I think this is something that they can look at afterwards. They're only a point above Watford and two points above West Ham, but they have a game in hand on on West Ham. And uh, I, I think even if they end up finishing eighth below Watford, I don't think the Wolves fans are going to be particularly bothered when they are looking like they could be playing in an FA Cup final this season. Um, they are in a strong position to get that uh, and they will probably be focusing more so on that game this week, which is which is ironic because this is a week where they have two games and they could essentially lose both of those games and I don't think the fans would care as long as they beat Watford next week in the FA Cup semi-final. And obviously there's another irony there because Watford are the team that are competing with them for seventh place. But there's no trophy for seventh. The FA Cup is an actual trophy. And I feel like both Watford and Wolves will take their foot off the gas this week and be looking ahead to that game. Not just... Um, Not just in terms of uh, these fixtures, but their midweek fixtures on Tuesday where Watford play Fulham and Wolves play Manchester United, although obviously Watford have the easier task in midweek. It's Wolves, in my opinion, that have the easier task this week. Uh, Because Watford are the team that are going to Manchester United for Olegan and Solskjaer's first game. So um, I'm going to take Burnley here on the double chance. That's going to be my pick. I'm going to take Burnley to avoid a defeat against Watford. And you can get that at 4-6. Up next, we look at... Crystal Palace versus Huddersfield, where Crystal Palace are the five to nine favourites to win this game. That's the best price available. It's one to two in most places. Um, It's 10 to three to draw and 15 to two on Huddersfield. Anytime Huddersfield are away, it has lock potential. But I can tell you, I won't be locking this game up this week, um, primarily because of Crystal Palace's home form. Uh, I'm not confident about it. Huddersfield have made some rare showings this season where they just turn up, and my lock record is is too precious for me to back Crystal Palace at home. But my official pick is going to be Crystal Palace at home, yes, uh, but I won't be locking this up. I'm going to probably stay away from this game because uh, Crystal Palace as well, of course, have a semi-final next week. Up next, Leicester against Bournemouth, where Leicester are four to five favourites. It's 14 to five. The draw on 16 to five on Bournemouth. Uh, this is quite a straightforward one and and kind of fell into my um, thinking of, uh, of lock potential here uh, despite the fact they're only separated by three points I don't see what Bournemouth's goal is now this season they have enough points to, to stay up and they don't look like they're really going to make a fist for, for seventh place because there's six points behind and as I said already seventh place doesn't really mean anything it's just it's just the highest possible finish that you can have uh, without competing with the top six who are all competing for champions league places so it would be a Good achievement for both sides, but I think Leicester are more realistically positioned to get it. They have a new manager under Brendan Rogers. They seem to have improved under him in this short period that he's taken over. Um, they're three points clear of Bournemouth. They're a decent side at home, or at least they were, not under Claude Puel, but notoriously they are. And Bournemouth are a pretty poor away side who concede a lot of goals. For me, there's a lot factoring into this pick of Leicester, which is why it was considered to be one of the locks, but This also has just about missed out. And uh, again, you will will see later what direction we've gone in with the locks because there are going to be two of them. Uh, So make sure that you stay and listen to the end of the show. I think you all do anyway, because some of you may even skip this part and think, oh, we're not going to listen to this English guy talking bullshit. I'm going to go straight to the uh, the actual bets. Um, that's up to you. Um, I think can make some uh, valid points as we break down the games. But anyway, we will progress and move forward with Manchester United versus Watford. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first game in charge. Weird I'm saying that because he's been in charge for a while and has an amazing record, winning 14 of 19 games. But, It's his first official game in charge as the full-time Manchester United manager. And what Manchester United desperately will not need here is to drop points now that he has officially got the job. So there will be some pressure on him here. Uh, Man United are the favourites at six to ten. It's quite a good price. Keep seeing that. Uh, It's high stakes for Manchester United and they're chasing the top four and um, they've been in relatively good form. However, this may be brought down by the price um, because of Manchester United's injury problems. Uh, the back they've had two back-to-back defeats, and the bookies may see this game as an extra pressure and may kind of think that. Solskjaer um, due to you know Sod's law is more likely to fail here than he would have been had they just kept everything as the status quo. The status quo is gone. He's the Manchester United manager. Will he win this first game? Do I like Manchester United at 6-10? I do. Situationally, it's perfect. Uh, Watford have another game on Tuesday. Then they now have an FA Cup semi-final next week. And both Wolves and Watford will feel that that game is completely winnable given that they are playing against each other. And both of them will feel like they have a great chance of playing in the FA Cup 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 final. I don't know what kind of Watford team will turn up here. I don't think Watford have done done well at Manchester United in recent years. I think they're notoriously bad when it comes to travelling north of England and uh, much like Newcastle are notoriously bad travelling south of England. So I'm going to take Manchester United here and if you haven't guessed it and you probably have, this one will be one of the locks later on in the show. The late game on Saturday is West Ham versus Everton, where West Ham are the seven to five favourites. It's twelve to five the draw, and it's seven to four in Everton. Everton, oh God, these both of them actually are two teams that you can't even touch here. Um, West Ham struggled to a four three win against Huddersfield last time out. Um, Everton. Uh, have are just are just completely up and down. What can you say about Everton at this point? They they win the games where you expect them to to, to lose, or at least they turn up and put up a performance. For example, against Liverpool, uh, and then they throw away games where they're two 0 up against the likes of Newcastle. Um, the, the recent form just says it all. Two 0 home defeat against Man City, you'd expect it. One nil defeat against Watford, you would have expected Everton to put up a fist in uh, a, f- a fist in that one, given that. Uh, Marco Silva would have really loved to have put one over his old club. They didn't. They lost. Uh, Then they beat Cardiff away 3-0. Drew against Liverpool away. uh, Sorry, at home 0-0. Then they lost the 2-0 lead against Newcastle and were beaten 3-2. And then they stunned Chelsea out of nowhere and won 2-0. So, I don't know who this team are. Uh, West Ham, you can pretty much say the same for them, especially at home. Um... All I can see in this game is goals and need the team to keep a clean sheet. So I'm going to go for both teams to score in this game, uh, which is available at four to six. The reason you're getting this at four to six is because both teams to score has only cashed in two of West Ham's last five and one of Everton's last five. So it's looking like you only have a 30% of chance of this cashing, but As you saw when I was reading through the Everton results, and if I bothered doing that for West Ham, you'd probably see the same. Um, It's because these teams haven't been scoring goals, but against each other with these lacklustre defences, a West Ham team that conceded three against Huddersfield uh, and Everton, who have travelled poorly all season. Do you have to think that they will both find the back of the net? On Sunday we move on to you have Cardiff versus Chelsea where Cardiff are a 6 to 1 underdogs 7 to 2 to draw and it's 4 to 7 on Chelsea uh, Chelsea are searching for an away win to bounce back from that terrible defeat against Everton just before the international break. They have a relatively easy draw in the Europa League, so they'll be expecting to find themselves in the semifinals because that could be a route to the top four, but they won't want to gamble that. They're going to want to come back here and get two wins on the board and they have easy games to do it you'd fully expect Chelsea to win at Cardiff and you'd fully expect Chelsea to win at Brighton in midweek so I'm not going to stray away from Chelsea here I'm going to take Chelsea to win at Cardiff who I still think despite the league position not showing it are the second best uh, second worst team in the Premier League and they will be going down with Huddersfield and Fulham. I think Cardiff lose this game to Chelsea and uh, probably lose it quite convincingly. I think we'll see a good bounce back performance here against Chelsea against much inferior opposition. Up next you have Liverpool versus Tottenham where Liverpool are the 4 to 6 favorites to win this game. It's 3 to 1 on the draw and it's 17 to 4 on Tottenham. I uh I can't see anything here but a Liverpool win. Tottenham aren't a great team when it comes to travelling to the top six. They will generally lose to those teams, uh, although they did pick up a 3-0 win at Old Trafford earlier on in the season. But that was when Jose Mourinho was in full Downfall mode, um, full moaning mode, moaning about the summer, moaning about the World Cup, moaning about the lack of players, moaning about everything. And it was just destined to happen. Even though Manchester United did play decently in that game, Tottenham just ripped them to shreds on the counter-attack. They're not going to do that against Liverpool. They're not going to counter-attack against Liverpool, a Liverpool team that have mastered the press. Um, I think Liverpool have done better this season to conserve energy. And with seven games to play, they are still firmly in the title race, of course, because they are top But in order to be champions, in my opinion, looking at the fixture list, they are going to need to win every game. And the games against Tottenham at home and against Chelsea at home are their toughest games. Uh, Can they win them? I feel that this game they can win. I think coming off the break with all the fans behind them, I think we're going to see a big Liverpool performance here. I think they may become unstuck, though, once the Champions League restarts again. They... Obviously, love the fact that they've been given a comfortable draw against Porto, but at the same time, that semi-final is going to distract massively from their league situation, and it probably will be a semi-final against either Manchester United and or Barcelona. I'm sorry, it probably against Barcelona, but it could also be against Manchester United, and I think either scenario provides a massive distraction to this Liverpool team because. They will want to put up a decent performance against Barcelona. And if it's Manchester United, they'll be desperate not to go out to them. So I think it's going to get very tough for Liverpool. But I think while the fixture list is lighter for them at this juncture, because they don't have an FA Cup game this week, and they don't have um, one of the game in hands uh, in the midweek, they don't play until next Friday against Southampton away, a game you expect them to win. I think here you take Liverpool at four to six. The final game takes place on Monday where Arsenal take on Newcastle, where Arsenal are the two to five favourites. So just outside what we can take as a lock 19 to five, the draw and 13 to two on Newcastle. This is simple for me. Newcastle don't win games in London. Um, They haven't done for some time. We've done some research over on lockbetting.com about their bad form, whether Arsenal cover the minus one handicap or not. I'm not sure. Um, But I think Arsenal are a decent pick to pick into parlays. For me, I'm going to take the gamble here because it's not going to be any kind of official play. I'm going to take Arsenal on the minus one. But I do like Arsenal um, as an option for the parlay, which we'll be giving out in due course. So let's close out as we do with the lock dog parlay portion of the show. Before I do that, I want you guys to know that the European show is back this week over at lockbetting.com. As I said, the lock record on that show is 23 and five. So make sure you check that out earlier on this week. We did a champions league show here for, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, previewing the Champions League. We have the exact same show available for Lockbetting.com customers regarding the Europa League. And the Europa League Match Betting Podcast will be exclusive on Lockbetting.com as well. So there's three reasons there to join. There's the Europa League Preview Podcast. There's the Europa League Match Betting Podcast. And there's the European show, which is 23-5 and on the locks of season. And the general picks on there, we always go, at least around about six and two. We do very well on that show. It's 60 or 70 games from Europe. I can take my pick. I have the luxury of just picking, you know, eight or nine games that I want to bet. Similar to the international show I did last week where we did very, very well. If you go back and listen to how we actually did on that statistically, we had a very good showing last week in the international games that we picked out. And of course, that's cemented by the fact that we landed two locks. The locks, This week on this show will be Manchester United. I already spoke about that length, available at 6-10 over Watford. And Chelsea at Cardiff, available at 4-7. Narrowly edging out Crystal Palace and narrowly edging out Liverpool, who are also in the conversation, and Leicester. So lots of stuff to like this week. It'll be interesting, if you're a member of Lockbetting.com, what we end up going for officially. I think there's going to be lots of action this week. So if you're not a member, go and check it out, Lockbetting.com. Uh, The dog this week, um, I alluded to it earlier, it's not one that I necessarily love, but it does make sense situationally here to go for Burnley against Wolves. Obviously, Wolves are the much better team, but with everything they've got going ahead, and with Burnley's current um, relegation predicament, you would think that they have a uh, they would they would put up a decent showing here and may be able to win this game. They're a two to one underdog, but if you uh, if you don't want to take that kind of risk, you can take them on the draw no bet at six to five. So either way, you want to bet it. Burnley is going to be my underdog whether you want to be more risque or whether you want to take it more safely I think you're safe for the draw no bet I just don't think Wolves win this game even though they have the better players on paper as for the parlay um I'm hesitant to to double dip always. So I'm not going to, even though I really do like the locks on this show of Manchester United and Chelsea, uh, I'm not going to double dip them and include them on this parlay because there are enough selections to, to pick without needing to do that. So the parlay on this show will be Manchester City at Fulham. We're going to go for Liverpool against Tottenham and we're going to go with Arsenal Over Newcastle, so Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester City. If you bet 100 pounds on that, you will end up winning 257 pounds and 81 p. So that concludes this edition of the EPL show. I won't go heavy on the plugs here because I have plugged lock betting quite a lot throughout the show. Uh, Don't forget. Fantasy players. It's a double game week this week, so there are a lot of teams playing twice. Um, the key teams that stand out to me here are Chelsea and Manchester City they seem to have the two easiest games uh, Manchester City will play Cardiff at home in midweek and Chelsea will play Brighton at home in midweek and in this podcast Chelsea played Newcastle uh, sorry New Chelsea travelled to Cardiff and Manchester City travelled to Fulham so you can see that they are quite nice fixtures so you may want to load your team up with those players that's your fantasy advice for this week that concludes the EPL show good luck with all of your bets as always and